Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 23 of the WatchWilling.com podcast, the veteran-owned podcast that focuses on watch collecting with the goal of helping veterans. My name is Jason, and I'm your host. If you're new to the pod, welcome, and if you're returning, welcome back. Quick reminder about the weekly live streams I have from with Sam from the Casual Watch Talk YouTube channel. We host live streams every Tuesday evening at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and Sunday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Just so you know, the Tuesday evenings... They're a little more formal. We tend to have smaller panels, and we try to anyways. And I would say it's a little more structured with what we're going to talk about. The Sundays are a Sunday social. We tend to have larger panels and just have a really loose and fun conversation about watches. Uh, they're family-friendly. You can listen to them. The audience is pretty uh, awesome and respectful. We have, a good, we have a good community we're building over there. Plenty of interesting watch conversations and plenty of awesome insight from the, the listeners as well as the panel. So I'd invite you to come by. It's pretty fun, and I'll put the link in the in the show notes below. So episode 23 is brought to you by Mushi Watchstraps. Mushi Watchstraps is a veteran-owned business and provides well-built and fairly priced NATO straps, leather, and canvas straps, as well as watch tools, accessories, and storage. Feel free to use the code VET10 at checkout for 10% off your entire order. I will include the link to Mushi Watchstraps in the show notes, and they can be found at www.mushiwatchstraps.com. For anyone that wonders about the spelling, it's like sushi but with an M. So Mushi watch straps. This week, we're going to discuss a pretty broad initial topic for the VA news. It's the VA Office of Small and Disadvantaged Business Utilization and two associated resources with that site. Uh, it might run a little bit longer than average for the veteran stuff, but I was reading through. It's pretty cool. I know, like I said before, I, I know plenty of veterans that are interested in starting their businesses or already have or people that are active duty that are, going to, that are thinking about starting a business when they get out. So any resource the VA can provide would be helpful. And then we discussed the fourth topic in our 10-part series on things a new watch enthusiast should consider before buying their first timepiece, and that is sourcing. So basically, where do you go to get the timepiece? I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be pretty cool. The first thing, Office of Small and Disadvantaged Business Utilization. That is the first thing we're going to talk about. So when you go to the VA website, there's a whole panel, Office of Small and Disadvantaged Business Utilization. They have a ton of stuff on this one page. And then there's two things I really want to concentrate on. The first one being how to get verified to do business with the Veterans Administration. So you can get verified through the Vets First Verification Program to participate in the Vets First Contracting Program for VA set-asides and sole source contracts. And then there's the VA Small Business Goals and Accomplishments. So this program helps you helps you basically understand the requirements to aid you, counsel you, and assist you and protect the interest of small and veteran business concerns. And you can be both small, small owned veteran business or a veteran owned business. You might eventually get big on this website. There's a whole ton of news that you can use for business stuff right below that. So, and they have hyperlinks to everything. So there's stuff about legislation. There's stuff about different acts. There's stuff about loan program updates. Uh, there's a special whole section for women veteran owned small business initiative. If anyone's interested in that or is a happens to be a veteran and a woman who's interested in small business, put links in this or put some notes in the comment section and I'll cover that for you. It might be one I cover in general because I, I just think it's good to get as much information as you can out there for everybody. 
and not just you know people that look like me. And there's a, a mentor program or a mentor protege program, which is a free tutorial for small business owners. And then there's some stuff about STEM. And then they also have small business events listed. And the, the topics sound pretty cool. There's how to create an effective capability statement and then a business fitness series. And then they have uh, some links to marketing and networking opportunities. And there's three links down there. And it's just procurement events, networking opportunities, training and resources geared for small women and veteran-owned businesses interested in doing business in the VA or with the VA. And then they have a whole section, which is pretty, pretty cool on acquisition and contracting support. So it's to help you become familiar with uh, federal procurement policies, the management of the VA small business goals and administration of the VA as far as contract awards go and, and stuff like that through acquisition. So that'll be the first link I put in the show notes. There's so much stuff there. I mean, if you look at the right-hand side, they have login to vendor information pages. So if you want to check out different vendors and information, there's some verification assistance counselors. So they have counselors that can help you go through this process, small business liaisons. There's the VA forecast of contracting opportunities, a frequently asked questions or FAQ section, all kinds of stuff. Then events calendar, all of it looks pretty cool. And again, I'll put that link in the show notes. So the first one I want to talk about is the Vets First Verification Program. This program affords verified firms owned and controlled by veterans and service disabled veterans the opportunity to compete for VA set-asides. And it's just programs they put aside for veterans so you can get stuff as far as the contract goes to you know start a business or basically perform some role for the government. And this little overview basically tells you about the Veterans Benefits Healthcare and Information Technology Act of 2006. Let you know it's the authority for all the SDVOSB, so the Service Disabled Veteran-Owned Small Business and Veteran-Owned Small Business set aside the sole source contract. Talks about its authority when it was implemented and how it's basically a logical extension of the VA's mission to, to care for, for us, actually, veterans for the nation. And the VA calls it the Veterans First Contracted Program. So if you have an, a firm, a business, whatever you want to call it, that's been verified, owned and controlled by veterans or service disabled veterans, it allows you to compete for VA set-asides. And this is, all gets found underneath all the stuff that's found under Title 38, Code of Federal Regulations, CFR Part 74, and 13 CFR Part 125. And that all addresses eligibility, ownership, and control of the business with regards to veterans. So in order to do any business with the VA, you need to first be verified. And there's a whole there's a whole section, but there's a hyperlink on this page to start the verification. And it's a four-step process. Intake, assessment, federal review, and then the decision. And then below that, there's a bunch of hyperlinks. So they have a free PDF on how to prepare to get verified, uh, how to get re-verified if you're an eligible business, new vendor information pages, how to log in, and how to get an account instructions to register. And then there's some portal user guide stuff and required documents for VIP application. These are all PDF hyperlinks or web page hyperlinks. And then if you're already a verified firm, they have a couple of links, which is kind of cool. The service disabled veteran owned small business logo and the veteran owned small business logo. So I think that's pretty sweet. They give you all the CFRs. So the code of federal regulations that pertain specifically to this, a policy memorandum and an acquisition circular. So they provide a bunch of stuff via hyperlink that you can, that you can use. And then there's a, a ton more links. I mean, there's there's news stories, there's stuff about fraud, how not to get caught up. 
There's some verification assistance counselor certifications. So this is if you want to take some courses, you can get verified to help people. There's some links to some verification webinars and town halls, an assistance program like before, assistance counselors. And the page was last updated July 21st, 2001. So it's been a while. I went through all the links. They worked. This link will be in the show notes as well. And the last one I want to talk about is the VA small and veteran business programs. These programs, the whole overview is whenever the government goes and gets products and services, they must award a fair proportion of the total property and service purchases, contracts and subcontracts to veterans. So there's a hyperlink for the small business program goals and accomplishments. And that's kind of important to know if you're shooting for the moon and you don't understand the parameters that the VA has to operate in, you might be shooting yourself in the foot. So understand the basic, understand the outline of the parameters of what the VA is required to do, and that'll help you. Some small business set-asides. So those are federal agencies are required to set aside certain contracts for qualified small business concerns only. And then there's, it limits the competition to these firms to ensure that a small business, they have the ability to compete with larger business for the same contracts and procurement opportunities. And I'm going to tell you something. I've seen contracted in action and a bigger firm, a bigger company can throw so many people at it that they're all in one room. There's 10 to 15 people solely focused on this and they're trying to score a contract and, you know, hats off to them if they've been successful enough to do that. But think about the, the small veteran owned business where there's four or five people total in the company. They're trying to get a, a foothold and they also have to produce product and try to compete for these contracts. So it's, it's, I think it's kind of cool that they set aside some stuff for small businesses to get a shot. There's non-manufacturer rule stuff where you're basically a company that doesn't make anything. You know what I mean? But uh, it goes into that in, in the non-manufacturer rule. What it specifically says is the non-manufacturer rule stipulates that a recipient of a contract set aside for small businesses or the Small Business Administration contract program, other than the annual manufa actual manufacturer or processor, must provide the products of a small business. There's some small business goals, subcontracting plans and goals, and then government contracting. So these are just three, I would say really one alpha and bravo resources about veteran-owned and service-disabled veteran-owned small businesses. And I like I, I keep going on about this, but I know so many fellow veterans that when they get out, they just want to run their own business. They've either had a dream uh and it's an awesome business, or they just want to be their own boss and don't really want to answer to someone that falls into, if you fall into that category, feel free to check out the links. I'll put them in the show notes. So this week in watch news is topic number four, purchasing their first watch. And topic number four is sourcing. So this is where you actually get the watch from. And this is going to be kind of, I'll be fully honest with you. Hindsight being 2020, I could have grouped some of these together and probably made it like a five step process. I think that's probably the best thing, but I'm stuck with 10. So I'm just going to do 10. Uh, number four is sourcing. And, and this can be kind of tricky based on where you live, um, access to stuff. You know, not everybody has the same access. You might be super rural. You might be super urban and, you know, everything's busy and there's like maybe a watch brand you like doesn't have a store slash boutique in your location or one that would be easy to get to. Uh, I give a good example of that. And I'm just going to talk about each kind and kind of, I think, the pros or cons of each 
place to source from, especially if you're a newer enthusiast and you want to buy your first piece. And the first thing I'm going to talk about is our, our physical stores. Now, I am a firm believer that if you can go to a physical store, I've said this a hundred times in my podcast before, go to a physical store. You can grab the timepiece. You can handle the timepiece. They'll usually let you try it on. Like if you have a bracelet on it, you can't source the bracelet, but there's a cool trick where if you put it on, you just pinch the bottom, but you can kind of tell what it's going to look like when it sits on your wrist. And that way you get an idea, a real visual and tactile idea of how the case fits. How do the lugs fit? How What's the case diameter like? Is, is it super thick on your wrist? Is it super top heavy? There's all these things you can do. Do you like the color in real life? Uh, this is all stuff that you can't really get from renders or pictures. Uh, I would tie a loose association of maybe a personal friend that's got a watch that they want to sell. And you could do the same thing, but physical stores. So a company like Swatch, for example, has physical stores. Some people will call them boutique stores, whatever. Uh, I just say boutiques or fancier stores, but I'll touch more on that in a second. But a store, you can go into Swatch. They have everything except for the Moon Swatch. And disclaimer, I'm not affiliated with any of these. None of these are affiliate links. I'm just going to include links, for examples, in the show notes. I'm not getting anything from them. I'm not endorsing any of them. Uh, oh, there's one or two I might be able to endorse because I've used them, but I'm just I'm just saying I'm not getting anything out of this. I'm just giving you examples. Back to Swatch. So you can walk into Swatch, see tons of stuff they have, try on tons of stuff. And, you know, for the most part, if there's something in there you like, you can purchase it, unless it's the Moon Swatch. Those, those are hit or miss if, if you're super interested. But Swatch makes plenty of other cool watches uh, you can try on. I know for a fact that there's also physical stores like they would call authorized dealers so or authorized retailers. So somewhere like a Target, for example, or a Macy's or Kohl's. I know for a fact Kohl's sells Seikos. And I know for a fact if you go into Kohl's on the right day, they might just have a really cool Seiko for a decent price. And if you you know have Kohl's cash or whatever, you know you can get some Kohl's cash for it. Who knows? But I always recommend physical stores. And there's also independent sellers. So those could be local jewelers. Those could be local watch stores. Uh, we have more local jewelers in my area that just happen to sell timepieces. The cool thing about those are is that you can sometimes find some, I'm not going to say really hard to find timepieces, but you can find some timepieces that you usually only see in pictures and stuff. So, you know, maybe if you are aspiring to have like an Omega or Rolex or, you know, name anything, you know, Tudor. Uh, Panerai, a lot of these local jewelers are independent watch stores. They'll have them in there and they'll let you try them and you can try them on see what they're like and, and have a good idea and be comfortable going into a, a usually much more expensive purchase. And then sometimes they have affordable stuff too. But the bottom line is you can develop a relationship. You can go in there, you can try stuff on, you can see what it's like, you can feel what it's like. And I always recommend you do that first. And then the next example are boutiques. And I just... I, my experience has been boutiques are just fancier stores of usually more expensive fare. And, you know, we're talking like Rolex or Omega or Tudor, like I said before. Uh, but I I went to a Timex store once and it was really fancy. So, I mean, to me, it's like Timex. It's a boutique. It felt nicer than just some regular store. So that's it with boutiques. And it's no real difference. I would say it's probably more of a like, quote unquote cool feeling, you know, like instead of going to Target, but whatever, to each their own. Okay, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about gray market shops. Joma Shop's one of them. Uh, they're probably the biggest one that I know about. And for the newer watch enthusiasts, Joma Shop just sources timepieces that, from what I've learned, have 
a store has an inventory. They can't move it. They got to get rid of some stuff. They sell it to Joma's shop and they get it for, you know, they sell it for like 10 cents on the dollar or something like that. And Joma shops then able to sell it for less than MSRP, make it look like a good deal to you and you get a good timepiece. And the last time I checked, they have a year warranty. So they offer a warranty. I, I purchased a couple of watches from Joma shop early on in my watch enthusiast journey. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I would, if I ever wanted to get a more expensive watch, I'd feel fine getting one from them. I, I didn't have any experiences or bad experience with pre purchasing from Joma shop before, but just understand they're a great market. They have tons of sa quote unquote sales. Uh, sometimes if you take a real quick look, you're not getting it for that much more of a, that much better of a price, but sometimes you are, uh, there's just all kinds of sales and coupons and you can get a lot of stuff there. Okay. eBay, this would classify as, you know, private sellers, but there's, you know, eBay covers the gamut. Number one, stores, independent stores have shops on eBay. Uh, private sellers have shops on eBay. You know, I've seen some of the bigger stores. I know for a fact that Joma Shop's got a shop on eBay. So you can go there and get anything you want. The cool thing about eBay is they have some auctions. You can count down and bid on stuff. There's, you know, buy it now buttons where you can buy it. There's If, if someone's listing something for 1500 bucks, there's a make an offer button. I've won some stuff. You know, shout out eBay watches. I want a my marathon T-SAR on eBay watches, and they were nice enough before that to giving me a gift certificate towards it. So, well, not towards the the marathon, but towards whatever I wanted, and I was able to score an awesome piece that I love, and for a very good price for me, me. And you know, just be careful when you're on eBay. Check the sellers' ratings. Check comments about the sellers. Just if someone's account's been open for five minutes and or, you know, a month and they don't have any ratings. I mean, it could, it could be an honest person, but I, I would, I would veer away from that. You know, I, a lot of the people I've purchased from have been around eBay users since like 2007 and they have like 1500 five-star reviews and tons of comments. And, it, and you can tell by reading the writing styles of the people that they're different comments. It's not all coming from a bot or something. So just something to consider. And then there's some online stores, independence, for example, like Long Island Watch, who, you know, Mark and his team, they make their own watches now, but they also are authorized dealers for a bunch of stuff. You know, Seiko's on there, Marathon's on there now. I mean, they just got a ton of stuff and it's pretty cool. And sometimes, and sometimes he has some interesting stuff because maybe it, it's not a place that people go to that they know about. And so some cool stuff's kind of like hanging out because it's been in stock for a while. So just something to consider about. And they're they're pretty honest on their stuff. Every time I've dealt with them customer service-wise, they've been great. Again, not affiliated, not any of that stuff, but just an independent that I think is cool and does stuff the right way. And then another example, I would say maybe a little higher in the example would be Delray Roch, uh, owned by Federico from Federico Tox Watches and his, and his buddy, John P. I've never purchased anything from them. But, I mean, go to Google Delway Roch, Watches. There is a ton of four and five star reviews and they're all positive about their customer service, about how they interact, about how they ship stuff out quickly, uh, about how they're fair with pricing. They also buy watches and that's something some independents do. They will offer to pick up your timepiece. So if you got one that you want to sell, I've never sold one to them. Uh, I don't think I'm at the place yet where I have stuff that's easy to sell to a store, if I'm being honest, or, or a business. I, I think most of my stuff is something I would have to do on eBay, but they kill you on fees. Uh, there's Chrono 24, which is like eBay without the fees. I'll touch on that. I, I'm thinking about doing a whole episode on Chrono 24 because there's so much to do 
and so much to talk about it. But um, yeah, but those are the examples of, of where to source. I, like to summarize it, physical stores, you could always touch them. You can go to brand stores, independent stores. You can go to, you know, I call like, you know, Targets and Sears and Macy's and, you know, you name it. They all sell watches, go in there, different ones. Now, a dirty little trick about that real quick before we get done is with the physical stores, a lot of the big brand name stores will have online stores and you can see what's in their inventory per se, what they sell and have an idea of which brand watch brands will be at the store when you go there. Not entirely, but for the most part. And I can't stress enough. If you can go to a store, go to a store first, try something on, take a look at it. Uh, they usually have really bright lights there so you can really see them and, and check it out. If you could avoid buying online for your first time piece, I would do that unless you know someone who has, you know, the, the watch that you like and then maybe, you know, go for it. But if you can go in the store first, do that. And then boutiques, fancy stores, usually brand specific. Uh, Joma Shop, online, gray market, eBay, online, auction, uh, straight buy. Uh, it used to be the Wild Wild West. It's a little more uh, streamlined now. And then online only stores and independents like Long Island Watch and Delway Watch. So if you're out there getting ready to go look, good luck. Closing thoughts. Episode 23. Uh, I appreciate you tuning in as always. I'm looking forward to finishing this 10 topic series out and getting you the PDF that you can use for a cheat sheet. I'm, I'm currently building that. I really want to keep it to one page. So you know, wish me luck. I, I'm, I'm doing that. Uh, don't forget to, again, don't forget to tune into the live streams on Tuesday evenings at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and Sunday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time over at the Casual Watch Talk YouTube channel. Tons of fun. Next Tuesday, which would be, let me think, the 20th of September. We're going to have a special guest on. Uh, stay tuned. It'll be fun. This week's positive affirmation. Tackle your challenges. Don't run away from them. If you have, you know, bumps and, you know, hills and valleys, you know, whatever one's a challenge to you. Some people, the challenge is going uphill. Some people, the, the challenge is going down in the valley. Either way, tackle them. They're going to build the very best of you. They're going to give you the opportunity to find out what you're really made of. And then you can use that as some foundation to, to have strength and, and belief in yourself. So don't run away from hard stuff. Knock it out. And remember, at watchrolling.com, you make the watch. The watch doesn't make you. <laughs>